we are reading Last Days by Brian Evanson. Um, it is about a detective who um, gets his hand cut off by a gentleman with a butcher knife, and then he self-cauterizes, and he's uh, forcibly recruited by some cultists to solve we don't know what uh, in their in their cult compound. All right. So that was a good uh, today. Joining us for this conversation, we have Austin, Ben, Josh, and myself. Bill is currently absent. Perhaps he is at a cultist compound. Perhaps he is currently in the midst of cutting off here. His arm from the elbow down, um, but hopefully not. But hopefully not. Uh, so this is Austin's pick. I think it would be nice, uh, nice way to start. Austin, how did you come across this book? Because it's incredibly weird, and I just want to know how you became aware of it and why you put it up as a choice. So. Uh... Unfortunately, I don't have a super good reason for it. I was looking for a good horror novel, as we are in the month of October. Um, you know, and a lot of it came up as, like, Stephen King's Carrie and The Shining and stuff that is pretty well known. So I wanted to get some names that maybe weren't uh, top of mind in on several websites. This was listed as, like, number within the top ten of scariest horror novels, uh, <laughs> oh. which is very funny because so far I am not scared. I am actually laughing more than I am cringing, so uh, slight disappointment, but I still think it's good. Yeah. Alright, so with that in mind, uh, Austin, you said you're laughing, but are you enjoying the book? Yes, I am enjoying the book for sure, uh, but much more in like a uh, an Evil Dead sort of way. Let's then turn the microphone over to Josh. I um, think it's a pretty bad book. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, I'm sorry, everyone. I think it's kind of bad. How dare you? We will now cut off your hand and your leg. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's uh, when I say it's bad. I think the plot doesn't make sense a lot of the times, and. Uh, the character's decision making, specifically Klein, doesn't make sense a lot of times. <laughs> that I'll agree with. And I think the writing is just the writing and the editing is poor. Because, and I, I just want to point one thing out real quick. Um, the novel, at least my version of the novel, maybe you guys too, opens with that biblical quote. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's an editing error in the quote from the Bible. <laughs> what is it? So, if you guys have the same one as me, it says, and if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast if from thee. It's supposed to say if, but it says if. And I was like, how bad of an editor must you have? Because that's literally like the 14th word in the book. And I was like, what? How do you even. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eric, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, like Austin, have a hard time finding myself like in terror of any of the serious elements of the book. It, it definitely tries to be spooky, but I, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's bad. Wait, uh, you wouldn't call this bad? 
Hey, I'm gonna work to change your mind by the end of this discussion. Yeah, you go for it. Yeah, I, me too, man. We I, got some I, arguments. Well, so it's it's. I wouldn't put it down. You know, like bad books, I put down. Bad books, I get bored of. Yeah, bad books, I return to the return to the shelf. Uh, this book, I look to finish, and I am excited to see it play out in the next half. Um, I wouldn't. My barometer is just, is it keeping my interest? Yes. Okay, then it can't be a bad book. Do you think it's kind of like uh, Borcher says, uh, knowledge for flesh, except in this case it's brain cells? <laughs> <laughs> we must, to, to understand what's going on, we must keep going and lose brain cells to understand it. I don't know. I don't think it's that bad. So I, uh, sounds like we're kind of split down the middle. Uh, Josh and Ben. I don't think are so. Like I think it's three book. against one right now. Okay, well, no, but well, let's go to Ben then. Let's go Wait. to Ben. Give him his, give ben his time. Ben, you're oh, Go ahead. I think it's a terrible book. <laughs> I think it's bad. I think there's no character development. The plot doesn't make sense. Supposedly, there's religious undertones, but that hasn't even been scratched yet. <laughs> Klein is a simply a yes man to move the plot along. <laughs> It's seriously, it's so bad. It's like watching a bad movie. <laughs> I... but, all right, so, and that's what I'm trying to make the differentiation. It's like, it is a bad book, but I think that because it's so bad, I'm, I'm laughing the entire time. Like, I think it's hilarious. Yeah. That's the only way I'm having a good time because, like, I right. have not read a book this bad before. <laughs> right. And, Eric, you said that you were, like, imagining this guy writing this novel in a little room, like, cackling to himself. <laughs> Like, oh my god, guys, I'm going to put this in there. They're going to read it and be like, what the fuck's going on? Well, just some of it's so funny. Yeah. I I think when I read the book, or I, I don't know if we should start with like a question. That's everyone's first opinion. Uh, this is just my general impression. I, like, I don't know. I've, I've interviews with Jack White uh, about the White Stripes. He'll say often that he works with very minimal parts and he finds that if you put constraints on yourself, then you can truly achieve something uh, just because you have to put yourself in a box to work your way out of it creatively and come up with a nice end product. And I think that's what the author is doing. He's saying, like, I don't want character development. I don't want to touch any other topic other than self-mutilation and perhaps some religion. And those are, those are the only things I'm going to be writing about. And let's see what kind of book comes out of it. And so I think box he's working in is like really, really small. So I, I, I think someone could get tired of it because I don't know. I feel like 90% of the book is just talking about disfigurement. Um, but, but it's interesting to me and it keeps my interest and fuck you guys. No, sorry. I didn't mean to <laughs> Wait, can I tell you guys a story real quick about this book? That happened, the thing that yeah. happened to me? So I was, yeah. uh, On the airplane? You, yeah, as you may know, I was flying uh, back to America this, this on Friday. And I get to the leg that's from Madrid to Philadelphia, and I sit in my seat, and I sit next to this older woman. And uh, I'm waiting for the plane to take off, so I take out last days, and I start reading. And she looks at me, and she goes, oh, Brian Evanson. And oh my I, god. I'm a little shocked because I thought this book was super obscure. But I look at her and I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, my husband is best friends with his wife. 
Brian Evanson's wife. What? And no I was like, way. I was like, oh, really? And she was like, well, his ex-wife. They both teach at the same university. And I was like, oh, oh that's snap. cool. And she was like, do you like it? Because he loves all of his works. And in my head, I was like, no, I don't, but I'm not going to say that. So I was like, well, I don't really know what I think yet. Uh, we'll see. And she was like, yeah, it's super dark. A lot of people don't like it. And I was in my head again. I was like, well, that's not the reason I don't like it. But <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> but I was just like, man, it's a small world. That's crazy to me. Yeah, what are the odds? She yeah. probably left him after she read this garbage book. So, so how do we want to run this? Do we want to do questions, or do we want to do we want Ben and Josh? Do we want to do like a courtroom style setting where Ben and Josh air their complaints, and perhaps just I try and uh, argue for Ooh, the? That sounds kind of fun. Okay, let's do that. So, well, yeah, let's do that. So, ben but like, Josh. if people have questions, they can go to them too. Sure. <laughs> so, biggest complaint that you have, Ben? Um, there's the decisions don't make sense. It's all just very. All of the sudden, it's like we know nothing about Klein. What we know nothing about how do we, how do you guys pronounce that? Goose, like G O U S E. Goose and that other guy, and supposedly they're supposed to be good friends, but like there was no like friendship development there. Yeah. I, I, my biggest problem with this book is it does not make sense, and the author does not take any time to explain why we're in this world. Ramsey is the other guy. expand on what he's saying, it, it seems like Klein just agrees to everything that people suggest to him. Because yes, like when, Bo- when yeah. Bor- Borchette was like, hey, cut my finger off, he was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. in the very next <laughs> okay, chapter, okay, okay. he was offended that he was like at an amputation party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was going to bring that up too because I think you're absolutely right. He has, so, he has like, no problem chopping off the dude's finger, but then when someone else is getting their finger chopped off and he has no part to play in it, he is right. suddenly offended and repulsed. He's like, he didn't ask for this. <laughs> I loved, I loved how long it took him to realize that he was in a bad situation. It like it took him until Borche said like I'm gonna kill you if you try to leave, for him to realize like oh okay this is not a happy place. God, even that, like, he did, it took him a little him. bit longer than that too. But I mean like they kidnap him and he's just like okay I guess I'll go with you. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> okay, so first and foremost, <laughs> I think it needs to be said that he is a hostage, and that they have said repeatedly that he will be killed if he tries to leave. So, I, I get what you're saying. I get that you're saying he's, like, saying yes to everything and that he's agreeing to do all of these things that are just nonsensical, that he obviously has reservations about, but he's being threatened. If that is if the case, leaves, though, the author but... does not uh, make that very clear. I... Like, I understand he's a hostage, but never... I, I don't really feel like Klein feels like He's right. in danger unless because, he leaves. Because when they asked him to go to to Goose's party, Ramsey was like, "Come on, Klein, have some compassion." Right? He's like, your That's friend. your fucking kidnapper. Like, why? Yeah, right? How does that make sense? <laughs> what was the line? What did Goose ever do to you? <laughs> <laughs> and then what? The other one was like, uh, "Goose is talking. Come on, man. We had a drink. We're friends, right?" <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. What was your initial question? Oh, your initial question was why I hate this. Yeah, so you you don't like you think Klein's got no decision making process. I think part of I think a lot of his the things that he says don't always make sense uh, based on the situation. I agree. 
but I do think a lot of the big decisions he makes are a result of his life being in danger. Yeah, but if your wife, I I just don't see it like that. If your wife is at danger and two people, the two people who kidnap you, who are supposedly your friends now, come up and are like, "Hey, let's go to a party tonight," and you're just like, "Yeah, that sounds great." Yeah, for sure. Like, there's no hesitation. There's no like, no, I'm just gonna chill and here. It, like, and it, is he a detective? Is he like a veteran detective? He's a private investigator. Yeah, he's okay. a private investigator. So he's a private investigator in a hostile cult, and he chooses to get blackout drunk. <laughs> <laughs> You've all made your point very clear, and I know this is going to sound like a cop-out. This is going to sound uh, like a crutch kind of answer, but like, is writing a sensible character the point of the book, uh, or are we perhaps looking at uh, something that isn't the focus. Well, no, I think, what I think we're you is need to ground it. This doesn't feel like a person at all. Is what yeah. <laughs> this feels like plot mechanism to move plot forward. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a damn good plot, right? Yeah, so good, well, dude. Let's talk about, let's talk about the plot. Uh, specifically, <laughs> my least favorite part of the plot, uh, Klein's backstory. Uh, Wait, what backstory? Well, the the, the one where he gets his hand cut off. Is, 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 yeah, the only important part. Yeah. So uh, let's try and piece together what happened. Okay. Yeah. So, so here here is Klein uh, explaining it uh, when he's talking to to Borchet. What page are you on? I'm on page twenty four of my book. Uh, Borchet okay. says. Uh, but some of the others were impressed by this story of self-cauterization. Perhaps it's nothing more than a story, Mr. Klein? No, said Klein, it's true. But why, Mr. Klein? Surely you could have easily applied a tourniquet and called a doctor. Then I wouldn't have been able to kill the man who cut my hand off. The so-called gentleman with a cleaver, said Borchet, nodding. But surely you could have killed the fellow later. No, said Klein. It was either him or me, right then. I cauterized the arm to distract him. Let me read that again. I cauterized the arm to distract him. He couldn't quite take in what I was doing, which gave me a certain advantage. Otherwise, he would have... He had, to wait. he had to wait for the hot plate to heat up. <laughs> you wait a minute. So here, you here wait my a second. Problems. His first... So his, his arm gets cut off, he, and... He applies a tourniquet, which is the right thing to do. And the book says he stripped off his belt with his remaining hand and tightened it quickly around his arm until the bleeding slowed and mostly stopped. So if the bleeding mostly stopped, why do you need to cauterize your arm? Because he needs to For the confusion. <laughs> yeah. So there is... I, I just feel like there's a hundred better ways to distract somebody than by burning the your stub of an arm how long was this dude just and waiting also, how long if was he had a gun and also if he had a gun the whole time why not shoot him before he cuts your hand off you had to distract him <laughs> like part of the he's process. gotta walk up to, <laughs> to cut your hand off why not shoot him then i don't know that one but and i think I, and i think so, the reason we don't hear that part of the story is because it makes absolutely no fucking sense and he, the author realized it makes sense and he's like you know what let's leave that part of the story out <laughs> and let me just ask the board if you saw someone heat up the hot plate to cauterize their own arm 
wouldn't you just watch it because it's a once in a lifetime opportunity? <laughs> like, are you telling me? Are you telling me if you so put yourself in the bad guy's shoes? You're a bad dude. You're about to execute this guy. He decides as a last ditch effort, he's going to try and cauterize his own wound. You're not just going to let that go for a couple seconds and then decide to shoot him. That's not just a couple seconds, man. Like he. He wrapped a belt around his arm to stop the bleeding. He had to plug this hot plate in and turn it on and let it heat up and then put a stump on it. I want to know how many awkward, silent minutes went by. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Hold on, you don't move. I gotta just turn this thing on. (laughs) I think it's like one of those YouTube videos where someone pops like a really gross pimple or like cuts off a really disgusting mole. And it's so jarring, and it's so gross. And it's I feel so like cutting off the hand initially would have satisfied his grotesque curiosity. I just... <clears throat> That's a weird argument, and it's not valid. <laughs> <laughs> so, real quick, about this uh, situation. Other, point, other points in the novel point or uh, show that there's not the whole story there, because... This gentleman with the cleaver, I assume, was at one point his partner. Um, I don't have my book in front of me, but I'm pretty sure at one point they said, oh, yeah, we were friends, yeah, whatever, they were but friends. no longer. Um, another thing is that he didn't flinch. So his hand was there, like, waiting for him to cut it off. And even Borchera was like, or they were asking, you didn't flinch. Why didn't you flinch? And we don't really get that information and then, yes, there's this other very long time elapse between the point where he gets his arm cut off and the saving grace moment where he's able to shoot him in the face, I... uh, which would take forever. So that's why I'm thinking there's something that is not being told on purpose yeah. to present this uh, situation as being absolutely ridiculous. Obviously, the book itself is ridiculous. But I think a theme of the book is, like, truth-making. And a theme of the book is questioning the information that you've been presented. So perhaps, He doesn't question anything, though. Yeah, he doesn't, but you are right now. And perhaps <laughs> that's what the author wants you to do. You are the devil's advocate. <laughs> I just think... I think well, because I, I think part of the book... At least if you watch Klein's narrative play out, you get, like, the surface level of information about what's going on in the society and then as Klein pushes that narrative starts to crack and then he uncovers a little bit more and then that narrative starts to crack and you uncover a little bit more and so perhaps that's what's going to happen with Klein's story and at the very front of it you get what supposedly happened then as you start to question it and as you get little pieces of information like that starts to crack and you get the whole story and then maybe it'll make more sense I think you're giving him too much credit. I think, I think that's what he's going for. He's just doing it very badly. <laughs> I, I think this book is so interesting. In like the in the isn't like a human study. I think it's. I do agree. Like the plot has its holes, but I think in terms of like truth making and how we do it, it's very interesting. Don't disagree. <laughs> My question for this week is about the mutilation specifically. So throughout the book, you've seen all these acts of self-mutilation. We've chopped off toes. We've chopped off hands. Uh, people have chopped off legs, ears, eye, gouged out their eyes. Uh, 
with all this mutilation, do you think the writer's purpose is to be satirical? Is it to just simply uh, be jarring and create interesting like plot points? Is it symbolic or is it meant to make us laugh? I think he means it to come off more serious than it's coming off. Do you think this is meant to be scary? Like, is this me- is this meant to be? Like, I don't know. Novel? I don't know about scary. I do think this is meant to come off as like a hard boil, like drama, like a detective drama. That's mm. the kind of vibe I get. Um, the only really scary part to me, like the kind of shocking part, is where they, he actually finds Alan. Like that was kind of scary, like that yeah. image. But um, I think it's supposed to come up as like a hard-boiled, like detective novel, and these is like supposed to be jarring scenes. But it's just so poorly set up that it's laughable. <laughs> and I, like the main character is just—it all just plays into itself of being a bad book. All right, Austin. Uh, let's let Josh go first. I'm corralling dogs, so. Um, I, so, I don't think he meant it to be funny. I don't think he meant it to be satirical. Um, I don't, yeah, and I, I think it, I don't know, it's just, but yeah, I agree with Ben, I guess it's just supposed to be this, like, off-putting thriller, but it's not really working. <laughs> <laughs> do you think this was purposely like written as like a comedy or like I do. satirical if, or I like critique that, on cults? Really I I think if Eric, you look I respect closely, you more than have that. <laughs> I think if you How look you have closely, I think if you look closely at a lot of the lines, like there's a lot of jokes or puns more so about like hands, like you gotta hand it to me, uh, and just those kind of lines that tip me off that the author knows this is over the top and is laughing at it as he writes. I disagree. Austin? That's fine, that's fine. Austin's gonna agree with me, right? I highly think that the humor is intended. Alright, nice. Really? Give us yes. some examples. Find some passages. Yeah, I support your claims. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, the sheer ridiculousness of it. How can one not be aware <laughs> of what they're writing? in that regard, you know? We're not talking about... So, we're, we're talking about the book, not the so, author. So I, guess I need clari- support. Clarify, clarify what you guys mean, because I think Goose and Ramsey are supposed to be comic relief characters. But I, mm-hmm. but are you guys saying that the author's intent is supposed to be viewed satirically? Perhaps you're right. Perhaps there's parts that are meant to be taken seriously, and there's parts that are comic relief. But I, you told me to look for a passage. I found one. Uh, I'm going to read it out just to make my point that part of this is, is comedic. I'm exceptional as well, says Raz, or said Ramsey. I've never been anesthetized. He's an inspiration to all of us, said Ghost, or Goose. But that's because you cauterized your wound yourself, Mr. Klein, said Ramsey. That's what makes you truly exceptional. I'd like to get it out of the car now, said Mr. Klein softly. Don't be ridiculous, Mr. Klein, said Goose, grinning. We're in the middle of nowhere. I could count the number of people who self-cauterize on one finger of one hand, said Ramsey. If he had a hand, said Goose. If I had a hand, said Ramsey. They drove for a while in silence. 
Like, you can't tell me that's not meaning to be funny. Yeah, but, but that's what okay. I'm saying. Is like, there's a difference Ramsey between is... comedic relief and, like, yeah. satire. Because satire, what what are they making a satire of if this is a satire? I personally don't think it's satire. I think it's just comedy. I think it's meant to be funny. I don't know about you satire yet. You think this yet. book should be stocked in the comedy section of the book? <laughs> <laughs> what you guys are telling it me. Doesn't, that's what you it guys doesn't need me. to be. I'm saying I think that the author is aware of the comedic element to this book. Yeah, I think... See, but your guys' claim, I don't understand what you're saying, because I totally agree he makes jokes. Like, there's a boner, there's a boner joke no, in there. Like, I, I there are jokes. humor is what I would categorize it as. It's, it's very dark. The subject matter is very dark, but it's the only way the author feels he can bring out... Uh, the critique he's trying to level at secret societies. You think that's what he's doing? He's critiquing secret I, societies. I, mean, <laughs> I think. I think. I'm sorry, Eric. I cannot support that one. I can't support that one. I don't think he's trying to critique anything. I think he's just being funny and writing it in a very crude way. So you. So let me ask you. Let me ask you a direct, more direct question here. Choose one of these words to represent the book. Okay. Thriller, comedy. What are you choosing? Thriller, comedy. No, you can only choose one. You choose one of those two words. I can't choose one because it doesn't fit into one category. It's, this is gonna... not a comedy. This book is not a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> there are dramas with jokes in them. That does not make them comedies. <laughs> I... Uh... No, I'm gonna. I'll go. I'll take it. I because I I'm gonna stand on this one. Perhaps like the, when I read the next section with this in mind, I'll change my opinion. But I do think like it's dark comedy. Like he's taking a very grim subject matter and knowingly making it funny for entertainment's sake. Let me read the back of the book to you. Still reeling from a brutal dismemberment, <laughs> Detective Klein is forcibly recruited to solve a murder inside a religious cult that takes literally the New Testament idea that you should cut off your hand if it offends you. Classic comedy. <laughs> it's cutting edge. <laughs> like, right. it's ripe with puns, for sure. It can be. But that does not make it a comedy. I... <laughs> but it gets so goofy. That's because it's a bad book. Yeah, this is... <laughs> maybe it's like... me. Okay, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe there's something wrong with me. I'm going to check myself in somewhere. I can't <laughs> take things seriously. Um... <laughs> so, can I try... So now, with, with, with the time that's left, I'd like to try and th say some things that I appreciate about this book and hope to get you to appreciate it a little bit more. I appreciate that there's an end. <laughs> My Let me tell you my favorite part of this book. It's when Brochere points a gun at him and Klein's like, that's not loaded. You didn't when you gave me a gun before, it didn't have bullets in it. So why would it why would a different gun that you have yeah. have bullets? Like, he's like, what? don't you think I w <laughs> uh... Oh my god, dude. This I just I think it's hilarious. I think it's so funny. What about when the part where he accepts a drink from one of his kidnappers and it turns out he just got roofied? Yeah. And then he accepts another drink <laughs> yeah, from and another guy. Before, right. and, and again, before like, he that's... took the drink, the guy was like, oh, you agreed to it. And he's like, agreed to what, Glug? 
<laughs> and then, sorry, one more thing. So Go he ahead. goes to this party, right? He goes to this party, and he's walking around, and Goose walks up to him, and the book says he was wearing a tuxedo, but one sleeve of it had been wrapped in purple. Oh, yeah. And a line had been drawn in permanent marker between his middle and fourth finger, angling across his palm to terminate at the palm's edge. So it's like you're in a cult full of amputees. You see a guy whose sleeve is racked in plastic with a black line going down his hand. How is your first thought not immediately that that's getting cut off? Like, what was how does it thought? take you five pages to <laughs> no, realize? Yeah, He's like, oh my god, they're cutting it off! And I was like, how, how are you just now <laughs> yeah, looking at that yeah, conclusion? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're a detective. What the fuck? <laughs> I guess they never stated he was a good detective. That's, like, there are true. people who are bad at their jobs. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Now, you've had your fun. So, um... wait, I, I, want, I want to read a quote. <laughs> I'm sorry, Eric. I'm drifting more towards them. They cheered when they caught sight of Klein, clapped him on the back with their stumps. Drink? asked Ramsey. Klein nodded. Ramsey called the bartender over. A drink for my friend here, he said. Ah, the self-cauterizer. Word gets around, said Ramsey. Say, said Goose, his voice slurred and too slow. When do the women come out? Ten, said the bartender. I already told you. Ten. Drink? Ramsey asked Klein. He's already getting me a drink, said Klein. Hell, said Ramsey. I wanted to get you a drink. You <laughs> did, said Klein. What? Asked Ramsey. Oh my god. What? <laughs> Never mind, said Klein. Just so you know, said Ramsey, I'm buying the next one. Klein smiled. So, said Goose, hunched over his drink. How's the investigation? <laughs> I, just... I, uh, I wrote after that section in my book, this is not how people talk. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, look. <laughs> All I'm oh? saying is, I'm glad I what? checked this book out of the library and did not purchase it. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad I purchased it. I'm so I'm glad, so I, purchased glad it. I purchased it. Are you telling me... So, yeah, cut all the fun and games out. Uh, I'm only going to edit the part that's... Uh, I'm only going to keep the parts in where we're saying good things about the book, just so you know. Um, uh, Eric, that's going to be a five-minute podcast. <laughs> no, I... Would you not recommend this to a friend? No. No. Why it's so not? early. It's so early. Unless, no, okay, I'm going to take it back. If I, if the friend liked bad horror movies, I would recommend it to them. Any other person. Agreed. Would. It's very niche. So, and I, I'm, I'm having a second blast. that. Um, okay, so I, and I think that we're getting caught up on if it's a bad book or a good book. But really, what we need to be asking is, are you enjoying yourself reading it? Not necessarily the book, but are you enjoying your time? With the ridiculousness. Yes. 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 Josh? Josh? I would put it down if we were not doing it as a book club. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. Uh, well, hopefully the second half's great, and then you feel bad about saying that. So I'm, like, not, <laughs> I'm not saying that I am not enjoying reading it. Because I I enjoy it and I get enjoyment from it because I want to complain about it when we do book club. <laughs> so I'm not like I'm not hating it like I hated reading Naked Lunch. But if it was just me reading this book, I would not continue it. <laughs> All right, I gotta check off. All right, well Ben is leaving. I am gonna close just with a little announcement.
So it has been decided that the book we will be starting in two weeks will be Herzog, a novel written by Saul Bellows. So if you intend to read the book with us and take part in our book club, Herzog, Saul Bellows, starting in two weeks. And for the next discussion, we will finish last days. I don't know if that's how it's supposed to go. I'll redo it, Austin, if you say that was bad. That was terrible. Fuck.